Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Russ Jones and Brad Kennan. We are wide open. How are you, my friend? Good. How you doing? Champion like. Feeling good. Gotta wear the you always have to one up me and wear a muscle shirt or something, don't you? Actually, I came in from Ohio just a little bit ago, and so I haven't had time to change anything. I was up there brush hogging today. Saw something interesting today. So well, but you got a tractor with a cab now, right? No. I have oh, not done that, so okay, I am still uh, in the okay. air, which is why my calf is swollen because I got hit by a yellow jacket nest today, brush hogging that. Nice. It's always okay. enjoyable. You know, you never feel it until the first right. sting comes, and then you right. uh, then you know it's there. Yep. So mm-hmm. what was this interesting thing you saw? Two interesting things. Of course, the big thing is today is our one-year show anniversary, episode 52. Wow, that is crazy. I know. Can you believe that? I, w- I was supposed to quit after show 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. So maybe that was something you told your wife. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I'm not I have 10 episodes, man. I'm out. I'm not doing this by myself. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't like this, man, I'm, I'm out after 10 episodes, I guess I still <laughs> like it though. I thought it was funny because I saw you messing with your background earlier and it was falling all over and yeah, bouncing yeah, yeah. out and stuff. It's, it's been a year. And you were like, okay, I, well, I still I... keep saying, I can't believe it's been a year and I still haven't fixed it. <laughs> it's because we're busy and we, I'm walking in without changing clothes. You're walking in, you're still uh, online doing stuff for your business. Uh, yeah, I know. And it's just like, I'm still, you always got to do two or three things at once and it is what it is. And we just keep moving down the road. Yeah. So, so. the interesting thing I saw today was <clears throat> I saw these three pine trees. One of the pine trees um, you know how when a, a, the pine uh, limbs hang low and, of course, there's no grass growing underneath because it's hanging all the way down on the ground. Yeah. And something had twisted and taken all the pine branches off the bottom, maybe the first several feet up to like four feet. Okay. And, you know, I could see they were twisted off and I could see that, you know, it was relatively recent just based on how the uh, brakes looked. Then, of course, you know, I could see the brown spot and I took pictures of that, how it was dead underneath. So it certainly happened, you know, before, um, you know, before grass could grow back. And then all sure. the pine boughs were gone. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, so I'm not sure. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a Bigfoot thing, and probably nobody but a Bigfooter would probably have noticed it. Um, but I was rooting around there looking for print of the time owls. Yeah, you know, print, you know, we haven't had any rain. I know, yeah. You know, I was so complaining when about rain for a long time, and all of a sudden now we don't have any. We have I know, that's what we do, right? Right. And yeah. uh, the good thing was I could brush hog into places that I couldn't normally get to because it was so dry today. But the bad thing when I saw something, I wanted to look for prints around. You know, because I've had some things happen, uh, you know, at that place that, right. And, um, you know, so I'm curious. Uh, I used to keep my headphones on, you know, I'm always listening to podcasts or whatnot. And now I'm trying until I have the tractor running where it's really loud. I'm trying to not have it on. So if I hear wood knocks or something like that, that, uh, you know, I'd be able to hear them. I, I remember one time my dad was out there and was in the woods hunting and, uh, he told me that he'd heard wood knock shortly after he went into the woods. Of course, I didn't hear him because I was wearing my headphones like normal. Right. right. Well, I always wear my headphones, but I live closer to the to the city, so I'm not really expecting to see anything. Yet, I've had two sightings within three miles of my house. So I'm going to buy you one of those cameras. or That would be a great gift for Diane. I mean, she's been with you 45 years. She yeah. has, you know, what do you get the man that has literally everything? Right. You know, get him a camera to put Diane, you're listening, you're hearing this. She's not listening. She never listens. Are you kidding? She doesn't? No. <laughs> tell my grandson. My grandson will tell her. My grandson listens all right. Home, so. Or one of our friends, you know, make sure somebody texts Diane and tell her that uh one of those cameras that go on the windshield would be a great gift for Brad. I told you. Did I show you last time? I see you rooting around over there after something. Oh, yeah. Well, why is that not on? I don't know. Because I got other stuff to do. Oh, my gosh. I literally have one. I would have had the greatest piece of road, I know. Crossing, road crossing that I'd ever seen if I would have had that camera running. Well, what if you get one tomorrow and you're like, you know. Shit, I wish I would have had the camera running. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm waiting till they're getting smaller and better. <laughs> I want to pull one. In, I want to pull one in like in my grill or something. So, so I don't oh, have okay. to. Uh, so I don't have to see it on my dash. Yeah, I know. They are, they're a little annoying like that, but, you know, I don't want to miss a chance. Yeah, I know. Uh, other than that, uh, like I said, we've had uh, – you and I were the guest, guest last week. Yeah. Um, it's that time of year where everybody's on vacations. Guest. It's tough to get people right now. So, uh, you know, we had uh, we had to do – we had to be our own guests. Well, we're uh, going to try to do that about once every month or six weeks. People like that. Well, okay. I've already got some questions for the next one coming up here, even though okay. we haven't released that one yet. Yeah. And then we got some, uh, hopefully we'll have some witnesses coming on. Yeah. I have uh, one of my witnesses from the Southern part of West Virginia coming on. I think it's like a couple weeks from now, something like that. Yeah. And then we have uh, an author coming on next week that wrote a great fiction book about Sasquatch. And he seems like an interesting guy. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but other than that, uh, I have one of your work. Our guest tonight is one of your favorite topics. Yeah. I know you love this topic. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you could talk about this topic and see shows about this topic constantly, I know you would. Okay. So we're going to welcome on Jody Cook of the North American Dog Man Project. Oh, he's He's right here from Ohio. He's an author. Hey, Jody. How you doing? And that is one of Russ's favorite things is Dogman. Jody, Dogman dog wigs me out a little bit. 
Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, there's something scary about that. Something about the legs looking backwards and something upright ratcheting towards you. You know, about um, three years ago, uh, Andy approached us on a about doing a show on Dogman, and <clears throat> they got the production company and came out and we filmed <clears throat> four episodes for a Dogman television show, and it was it was really interesting. We got a really a lot of good stuff out of Ohio. I mean, some good thermal stuff, audio. I, I mean, we had some really good stuff. So the production company took it back to A&E. And they're like CEOs or, and all these people were sitting around and watched the four episodes. And they just went ballistic. They're like, are you kidding me? These things are out there. It, it scared them so much that they end up canceling the show because they felt that people could not handle the truth. They wouldn't be able to handle what was, you know, what we got on thermal, what we got on regular film, what we end up getting on audio. They felt that, you know, pe people would have a heart attack if they saw this thing, knowing that there's a monster that's out there run, you know, roaming Ohio and different parts of the, uh, the country. And they end up, I mean, we had a contract, so they had to like pay us off our contract and everything. I mean, it, it was, it was, it, it was a, it was a weird situation. And then another producer's like said, you know, no, we got to do this show. We have to do this show. So they end up contacting the U S forestry service. And says, we're doing this show on Dogman. You know, would you guys like to be a part of it and talk about it? And, and of course, U.S. Forestry oh. Service says, oh, oh, this thing's not real. It's not real. It's a hoax, blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, okay, you know, well, we're not going to do the show because U.S. Forestry Service says it's, it's real or not real. That was their excuse on why they didn't want to do the show. But the actual fact of it was it scared them so much on the on the stuff that they saw. I mean, we were not even allowed to get any of this footage. I mean, we got some, we got some good stuff. I mean, yeah. we got some good stuff um, that would really open the eyes of a lot of people in the field to prove that this thing does exist. Now, when you you say you got some good stuff, so you you went out and you got footage specifically for this show. Mm -hmm. You said you did get thermal. So, you know, in the Bigfoot world, when we try to go out and get stuff, we never get anything. You know, and <laughs> it always happens when we least expect it yeah. so um you know it, it was good that you actually got it you know for the show mm -hmm. jody but, let me ask you so i guess backing up a little bit because i remember before when i first met you years ago you were strictly a bigfoot guy right but somehow you managed to metastasize into something else yeah how did the, that happen well the, you know as well as i do the bigfoot field is that it, it it it's a click i mean it's it's it went from you know everybody working together and then everybody going into a, a, a click and, and i you know every single conference it's the same people speaking at every single conference right okay every single conference across the country 
you, they don't want to hear anything new from anybody. You know, here in Ohio, you know, Don Keating had the Ohio Bigfoot Conference. You know, he felt I was a threat. That's why I never spoke at the conference. He would rather have brought someone in from another state to speak about Bigfoot before he would have me speak about Bigfoot. And the thing of it is, I was getting more noticed than he was. And it was making him angry. And that's why he would never let me, you know, speak at his conference. And that's how the field became. Right. You know, so if, if, yeah, I mean, if you didn't have the right last name, if you didn't, you know, belong to the right group, you know, you're, you're not ever going to speak at a conference. Yeah. Well, well, we could talk about it right now for the next 45 minutes. You can say whatever yeah. you want. As long as we're not, as long as we're being friendly to everybody, because Don Keating's always been. Uh, no, I mean, I love Don Keating. I, so. I mean, me and Don are more friends now than we were, you know, going, you know, back in the, you know, the nineties. Sure. You know, because uh, we look back at it now and we laugh about it. Right. You know, um, you know, Don, like I said, I, I, I personally never had an issue with Don Keating. It's just, I, I just, you know, I just thought it, you know, it, it was wrong. I mean, you know, not allowing me to speak at a conference because, you know, I, I was a threat to him. What right. made you believe in it, though? The, believe in, in dog man. Well, the thing of it is, Don will tell you this, too. Don was getting a lot of reports in Ohio, just like I was, of a Bigfoot with a snout, with a Bigfoot with a high pointed ears, with a Bigfoot with back, with legs like a dog. Okay, everybody was getting these reports, you know, all kinds of uh, Bigfoot researchers across the country back in the, you know, 70s and 80s and 90s were getting these reports. So no one ever really heard of Dog Man itself. We knew about the Michigan Dog Man. We knew about the Beast of Bray Road. <coughs> we knew about the Defiance Ohio Werewolf. But th that was it. Okay, that was it. But no one ever heard of anything about Dogman. No one even wanted to research it or even touch it. But when I got out of the field of Bigfoot, you know, I went straight into Dogman because one day I was going through all my files uh, from the 80s and 90s and just going back reading some of these files and reports and then i'm like i'm looking at these reports well you know this one had a snout this one had high pointed ears this one had legs like a dog in this area and i'm like you know maybe this is a dog man that you're seeing and not a bigfoot so i'm like this might be interesting to look into this is a whole different type of phenomenon that's going on and it, it really was very interesting it was very intriguing but it was more of a mystery than anything because no one except for maybe a handful of people were actually doing any type of research on dog man. And as more, I was getting into it and getting more reports. I was falling in love with it. I was falling in love with it more than I did the Bigfoot stuff, you know, and it's just, I, I fell into it and I was like, man, there's something definitely to this. In about 2006, I started North American Dogman Project, <coughs> me and a couple other guys. And we didn't really go online, um, even on Facebook, until about 2016. So for about 10 years, we were just gathering as much information as we can, 
you know, putting little datas together and little maps and things like that. But like I said, we never did a website. We never went on Facebook uh, to get, present any of our information until like uh, 2016. So for 10 years, we collected a lot of stuff. And then we start throwing all the data out there to people, building the website up. And people were getting interesting in different states. And they're like, hey, you know, I'd like to be a chapter for you. And that's how it kind of blew up. And, you know, we we're getting a lot of stuff all over the world. We we're getting, you know, uh, reports of Dogman. Every single continent, even Africa, Australia, Asia. Uh, you know, we, we get stuff from India. We, you know, uh, all of, you know, Western Europe and things. We're getting reports of this stuff. Sure, sure. All right. So you started this thing 06, took 10 years to get online, 16. So have you, you know, you've been doing this and have you got, you know, you've had your own sightings, correct? Correct. Tell us about that. <clears throat> I was in um, Moorhead, Kentucky. There was actually a um, Bigfoot event that took place there with, um, oh, what's his name? Chad. Um, Charlie Raymond's down there. Yeah, Charlie Raymond was down there. Uh, he was actually a part Smock, of it. Uh, or what's Jack Smar? Uh, I think he, he's in Kentucky. He's in Kentucky, but but Chad, I can't remember his last name. He was the one that was holding this event down there. Okay. And uh, anyhow, so we had like a little conference, and it was just a small little thing. We had a couple of speakers, and then we all went out to the field that night to do a night investigation. So uh, Daniel Boone National Forest is kind of a really wicked place. It's kind of like um, Point Pleasant. You know, when you go there, you feel that real heavy feeling. Sure. You know, and that's how uh, Daniel Boone National Forest is. So we, the teams broke up. Yeah, like a lower trail, a middle trail, and a high trail. And so we were on the middle trail, the group I was with. And we were coming around a bend. That was a really, really sharp bend, this trail was. And we all had, you know, headlights on and things. And as soon as we came around bend, we caught eye shine. Boom, just like that. So... There's the trail, okay, and then you had a big bush, <coughs> excuse me, on one side of the trail and another big bush that was kind of like on the other side of the trails. And, there, you know, there was trees kind of going down a little bit. So we were probably 10, maybe 15 yards from this deer, okay? Right. So the deer stopped, looked at us. <clears throat> now, these bush were probably about five feet high. Okay. So at that time, we're, you know, we kind of spooked each other, the whole, our group with the deer, because we caught the eye shine just like really quick. So the deer jumped. It kind of like did this side jump over this bush. And as he was jumping up, this large animal just stands up on the other side of this bush. This thing was probably seven feet, maybe eight feet. High pointed ears, it had a snout, had a really long arm, long fingers. I mean, our lights were on this thing, and it grabbed this deer around the waist and just went went down with this deer. And then you heard this shriek from this deer. You know, and it it, it kind of freaked everybody out. I'd and say so. So, so, yeah, so, so this <laughs> was so this was not just something going across the road, a brief glimpse. You saw this thing grab a deer. Yeah. 
Yeah, we yeah, there, there was quite a few of us that said that. I was saying there was more than one person. Yeah, saw this thing grab the deer. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, I mean, it, you, it looked like a dog. I mean, because it had the snout, it had the high-pointing ears. And, and we you, weren't even looking said, for a dog, man. And you, but you said it had long fingers. It so, had long fingers. It, 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 it looked like a human hand. Okay. And, and so, how far away was, was this? We were probably 10, maybe 15 yards. Oh, my gosh. So that's so, I mean, we're, we're pretty close to it. Uh, because, like I said, how the bend came around, I mean, it was just, it was like right there. I mean, it was really sharp how we came around on it. And we were probably about a mile, mile and a half in. So we, we went to this point there. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so the arm was very much like a human. The, the hand from, you know, my perspective was very much like a human, but the head and the upper body was like dog. a dog, you know? Wow. And like I said, we weren't even looking for, you know, dog man. We were just looking for Bigfoot because it was a Bigfoot event. Right. Yeah. So it was, it, it was an interesting case. And, you know, I, I knew quite a few researchers that are seeing a lot of dog men activity inside of Daniel Boone National Forest. Really? Yeah. So we went back <clears throat> the second, second year we went back. And this time, um, two guys from Flair came with us, was there at that, um, that event, it was event for the second year in a row. So we were on the bottom trail this time. Okay. So we're walking in, there was this open, open area. And if you went further back, there was like a trail. And if I maybe, I don't know four feet, five feet off, you kind of went off a cliff. It was okay. kind of odd to have a trail right there, knowing that, you know, you wouldn't, you would fall off and go into the lake. Okay. So the guys from Flair just took the, the Flair and, and was going in this big open area. So they saw this thing that was sitting down next to a tree. Now, what was so unique about this Flair, it was a new Flair that was made for law enforcement uh, military and fire only, not for okay. civilian. Okay? okay. It was a smaller version of what was on an Apache helicopter, but okay. it was, but it was handheld and it, it, it picked up distance. It told you the size of the object, everything. I mean, this thing was super. And so they measured this thing sitting at this tree about four and a half feet. And you can see the image of it. It was a large human shape sitting at the bottom of this tree. So, um, they were trying to get this thing to stand up. They were doing like wood knocks. They were doing like hooting sounds and stuff. And I said, well, wait a minute, let me run out and see if I can get close to see if this thing will stand up. So I'm going across this field and this thing stands up. So it measured at eight feet. Wow. Four foot across. Well, close to, it was close to four feet going across from the shoulders. And as I was getting closer, I, I can't see this thing. I cannot see this thing at all. Okay. It, it's dark. There is some moonlight. But how this thing set back where this tree was, I could not see it at all. They're seeing it on this thermal. And it would move back into the wood line as I was getting closer. 
So they called on the radio. They said, come back. So I moved back. And when I moved back so far, it came back out around. Okay. And it sat down there again. So I was coming back towards them. And they said, go do it again. So I said, okay, I'm going to just rush. I'm going to run okay. as fast as I can across this field. And I'm running across this field. And I'm not kidding you, this little kid that was with us, it was his, this guy's son, comes running out next to me. He goes, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. And he's running, and he's running with me. So the thing ends up standing up and going back behind the tree. And that was, that was it. And, you know, Flair was supposed to share that video, you know, with, with Chad and, you know, the promotion group and everything like that. But Flair never did. But that Flair got whatever this thing was. I can't tell you what it was. Okay. I cannot tell you if it was a Bigfoot. I cannot tell you what it was. All I know is that it was in black and white image. It was a very large human shaped object. And it, like you said, it measured, you know, like eight feet. And so, like I said, I can't tell you. It, it could have been a homeless guy living out there. A, a big homeless man or something like that. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you what it was, but it was, it was unique enough um, because of the size that it, it could have been a Bigfoot. Okay. I, Jenny, I always had it in my mind. Of course, you know, I guess we just get impressions and, but I always thought that Bigfoot was big and broad and thick and muscular and dog man was more of a, lanky type thing you know what mm -hmm. i mean and then i was also always had the impression like most of the time you see a bigfoot and most of the time they're just going to kind of walk away when they see you or whatever whereas a dog man was had tended to be more aggressive and mm -hmm. the encounters didn't seem to be as warm and fuzzy it, it, it's it here's the thing i in, in my bigfoot research and dog man research is i did research in california Oregon, all the way up to uh, Vancouver, Washington. I've been to the Four Corners and I did investigations. The one thing I found out, the further west you go, the more docile a Bigfoot is. Okay, Meaning that he, he's not out to hurt you. If you see him, if you normally saw him by accident. Uh, he surely didn't let you see him unless you got into a position where he wanted you to leave. They would throw sticks, rocks, things like that. Now, the further north you go, when we we're in Vancouver, they were telling us, um, the Native tribe that was up there was telling us, these, these things are like 12 feet. They'll eat you. They're, they're cannibals. They'll eat you. You know, don't go out into the woods. And, and that's how that thing was there. Now, when you go into the middle of the country, it's the same thing. They're not as big as they are out in the Pacific Northwest. But when you get, you know, east of the Allegheny Mountains, these things are aggressive. The Bigfoot are. Their, their normal size is about seven, seven and a half feet, but they're extremely aggressive. And what we're finding now with Dogman, there is no difference. No difference from what's on the east side of the country, what's in the middle side of the country, what is on the west side. This thing is aggressive all around. So... You know, with with Bigfoot, there is some theories. You know, Gigantopithecus black, or mm -hmm. what's the other one? The um, Paranthropus. Paranthropus. Yeah. Right. So, 
at least that has a lineage some somewhere we can go back and say okay you know this thing might have been this and it's left over right. where does dogman fall into this well see here, here's the interesting thing when you go and do history on dogman okay there's not a whole lot of history going past or going you know prior to like the 1800s right okay nothing i mean we have some newspaper articles in the 1800s all the way up to now of dogman sightings now when you talk with like here in ohio you know we have the um some remnants of the uh uh the shawnee then you have you know the cherokee and i think um i can't remember the other tribe that was here um but when you talk to them about it i mean it's like they have no idea i mean really yeah of anything now the shawnee was kind of different the shawnee they knew of a creature which they called you know the wolf that walked like a man okay, okay. and for bigfoot it was the big blue giant okay which is interesting because um fort ancient the museum here in ohio has a battle axe from the shawnee that they used to fight the big blue giants which were the bigfoots and which is kind of interesting and so there's a lot of shawnee um history talking about these two creatures now when it comes to the cherokee i could not find anything uh and the Cherokee talking about some type of dog man, you go out West, obviously, you know, it, it's skinwalker. So right. skinwalker, well, could, it, it could be the same thing, but here on the East, I, I couldn't find anything of any tribe that really had anything about a dog type creature so, that walked on two legs. So do you think that comes from the fact that, you know, Bigfoot comes from a lineage of primates and Dogman was developed in a lab. I, I don't believe Dogman was developed in a lab. Okay. Okay. I, here's, I, I had a, someone high ranking in the military come and tell me this story. Okay. okay. I can't verify it. I don't know if he could be blowing when, but it was really interesting. And there was actually two different stories on how Dogman can exist okay. in, in the world. Okay. Now, the first story was there was, in the early 70s, we, we came across a an alien species that was canine. Okay, in nature. Okay. okay? And... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They believe that they were able to disguise themselves as wolves. They could have mated with wolves. And throughout history, you know, we didn't get in contact with them until like the 70s, but they could have been here prior. We just don't know. And that was a theory 
that that why we have Dogman. That Dogman is a inner breed of this extraterrestrial canine and a domestic wolf. And then, like you said, this is from someone from the military that sat and told me this story because he was formal for formal special forces. He said he belonged to a group that recovered alien craft. Okay. That was it. So for the listeners, by the way, you're former army, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you were, I, were you in the military with this gentleman? No, 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 no. I, I was, I was at a conference speaking at a conference. I was the only cryptid guy speaking at a paranormal conference. Okay. But, and, but but having the, having the brotherhood of the military, right. You know, that person felt a little, you know, right. Because he, 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 I went up to the bar because the bar and restaurants connected to the hotel. I went up to the bar, you know, to get something to drink. And the guy was asking what's, you know, what was kind of stuff, what was going on, why, you know, so many people were kind of conference. And I explained to him, and, you know, and he was talking about, oh, you're a ghost hunter. And I go, no, I, I do dog man research. <laughs> and he asked, you know, what's a dog man? And I explained it to him, you know, and he kind of laughed a little bit. And, you know, I, I mentioned something about a, a tattoo he had <clears throat> you know, about being military. And I said, yeah, you know, I was military also. And we just sat down and talked. And then that... Okay. After we sat and talked for about an hour, he opened up and said, yeah, this is what I do. I recover. I'm part of a team that covered, recovers, you know, UFOs and so, so forth. And so was he actively doing that? Is that why he was at the conference to see what's out there and see what people are saying? Or no, maybe he, he did it prior or he just, you know, he's he, done this in the past and he you know, was interested in the community. No, he was going home to see family and he was driving and he just stopped at the hotel to get a room. Okay. Okay. So it had nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's serendipitous. Yeah. He had nothing to do with it. So we're sitting there talking. So he, he says there, he was, he was telling me about this uh, species of alien that was canine that the U S got in contact with for the very first time in the uh, early seventies. Okay. okay. And that this species was so, dangerous that from there was an order from the either the president or the um, secretary of defense whomever he didn't say but it came from high that these things cannot be in the united states they cannot they have to be kept in a facility outside the united states because they were so dangerous okay okay so anyhow we end up getting more and more contact with these things through down UFOs or shooting them down or whatever. Okay. So they had them in a facility in South America. I think he said it was Honduras and they end up getting out and killing a bunch of people in the facility and they had to go down and, and, and kill these things. And he described them as wearing, you know, some type of bio suit, you know, kind of like halo or something like that, you know, um, no gloves, you know, no, boots or anything it was just a plain feet and you know no helmet or anything like that it was just more or less for the body and um you know they ended up killing these things because they were they were dangerous they were given the order to kill and he you know he says through the research and stuff that he was doing himself on these things he's finding out these things would land they would get naked run around the woods get in with wolves and they would mate with wolves and there were these offsprings which were like dog man. Now you have to understand something, you know, when someone sits there and tells you this stuff 
I mean, you, you take it for a grain of salt, okay? Because sure, you, you just don't know, you know, because uh, there's some people out there that want to give you disinformation, and there's people out there that want to feed you a bunch of bull, and then you have people out there that's telling you something that's so real, it's totally unbelievable. Sure. I mean, I can, I think before when Brad and I talked about it, I thought that because of, you know, historical markers like Anubis and things like that, that I thought that maybe it was a spiritual being. But I mean, I could probably get around because, you know, we know now from the government that UFOs do exist, mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe it could be something like, you know, some entity or whatever, uh, an alien, so to speak. Gosh, I even have a hard time saying it. <laughs> my, my theory, my personal theory, okay, I believe these things are flesh and blood. Okay, but I truly believe that there's a supernatural aspect to them, either coming through a different dimension or, you know, they're kind of like a demon type thing where they can come and go. But there's also a a theory that no one ever talks about when it comes to, you know, Bigfoot and a lot of these other cryptids is the inner earth fairy that there's another civilization inside the earth and these things could be from there and they come up you know from time to time we're able to see them and you know they're able to go back where where they're safe it's a possibility i'm not saying that's what it is but you have to look at different aspects of where these things can come from because they're one, even with Bigfoot, okay, there is no, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, Definitive answer? No, it's, it's it, there, there's no proof that it ever existed. No bones, no, um, nothing in, um, uh, through archaeology, right? I, yeah, you know, I mean, the, I can't the think thing, of the right word, but the, you know, the only it, thing we have is an ancestor or a right or a um, a relative of it, and that's right. what we kind of extrapolate to get to right. the point that okay, it was. But but the thing is, I mean, these things exist. Okay, I I if I had a million dollars, are you okay, talking about Dog Man now? Or are you talking about Bigfoot? I'm talking about Dog Man Bigfoot? Okay, you know, okay, I if I had a million dollars. Mm-hmm. To, to lay down, I guarantee you, Smithsonian Institute has the remains of a Bigfoot. I you guarantee think that it's been I, I, I miscategorized or something like that. They either been miscategorized. See, here's the thing about Smithsonian. Smithsonian only puts out a specimen if they have more than one. If they only have one, it's never seen in public. Okay, it's sitting in a crate somewhere, under a step, or sitting somewhere. They will never put one object out. On, you know, if they don't have another one to replace it. And I don't understand why Smithsonian does that, but that is their policy. So if they have the remains of a Bigfoot, one, they probably have two and something like that, they would never put out on display because the thing of it is science would have to be rewritten. Science doesn't like to be corrected. Okay. Science, they they, they won't. They, they would rather live a lie than have science rewritten and corrected. Gosh, and now you're speaking Brad's language. Yeah, I mean, Graham, Graham, Graham Hancock yeah. is a perfect example of that. You know, <clears throat> right. he's proven the Young Adrias era and, uh, you know, the great 
extinction, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the things that happen. He's got all this proof, yet nobody, everybody dismissed everything he said for a very long time saying, you're just a, a journalist. You, you don't know anything. You're not a scientist. But yet I have all this proof, but we don't care because, you know, that's not where the money comes from. Right. So. And, and, and that's all that's all what it is. If they can't make a you know profit off of a T-shirt or a little toy off of it, they're, or, they're not going to do research it. or. or, if they or don't... Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, we have all these Indian mounds in Ohio that had giants, skeletons. You know, right. Where they at? And and the thing of it is, why why not tell the people? You know, granted, okay. If 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 humans knew there was another human type species out there, okay, it doesn't work because we can't coexist with each other, let alone another different human, you know, human type species. Humans are, kill it. It's a threat. Even though it's not, it's a threat. Kill it. You know, and, and, and oh, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's one of the whole reasons why, excuse me, Bigfoot has never been proven to exist. You know, one, it's money because of, you know, uh, logging and, you know, forestry and things like that. But the fact of it is, you know, I come up with... I had someone ask me, so, I mean, what do you mean that we can't coexist with another species? And I came up with this, this theory. It's like this. Okay. Let's say for giggles. Okay. (laughs) Mermaids exist. Okay. All right. Let's say mermaids, they know they exist. They're protected, but they spawn in the area where all the lobsters and crabs. Sure. Yeah, where we you, get you, all you, lobster. Would, you would never be able to buy a lobster. You would red, never red be lobster. Able to... Red lobster right. go out of business. Right, would go out of business. All that stuff. So what? What the fishermen do? They're not going to give up their job, their money, their house. No, they're going to go out there and they're going to kill them. Yeah, okay. I mean, that, that's... I'm, you know, that's it. They're going to go kill them. Okay. We, we, Even we... though it, it's some type of a human species. Okay, but the point of it is, it's either us or them. And it ain't going to be us. Well, that, even, even longer loggers out west, the same thing. Yeah. You know, if you're a logger and you say, "I saw a Bigfoot," you're fired and escorted from the property. Right. Well, it's like that show, the the logging show that was on uh, Axemen. Yeah, Axemen. Those guys were never allowed to talk about their Bigfoot sightings. Mm-hmm. None of them were allowed to talk about it because right. they would be fired from the show. And these oh, guys, yeah. you know, after the show, they're telling all their different sightings. That they were having there, you know, the whole time, and he goes, "We know we got they they got these things on film." Sure, absolutely, they have to. They got they shot a lot of footage out there. Oh yeah, you you can't tell me there wasn't a cameraman with him sometime. And the guy points over and goes, "Hey, look at that!" And the guy swings around with his camera, is like, "Holy crap!" There's a Bigfoot. Yeah, and what do you know? Next thing you know. Here comes state and wildlife and federal government, black helicopters. But, but the thing, of my, my whole thing, Bigfoot is not a national security threat. No, okay. it's a threat. It's a threat to money. and It's a threat Hearst, to money. The Hearst now, and the, the warehouses of the world. Ex- and, and exactly. Now, Dogman's a different situation because that that's a killing machine and that's a threat to humanity. Okay. okay? So I can kind of see them not wanting that out. I can see them going after these things. Sure. You know, and possibly, you know, catching them and killing them. Now, would a dog, a captured dog man, would 
that be a perfect weapon to use on the battlefield that you can that you can control? I can see that happening. You know, I can definitely see that happening. And perfect example, the Exorcist, the, the original Exorcist, the the boy, his whole bedroom and his bed is at Andrew uh, Air Force Base. Why does the Air Force have control of the actual bed from the the original Exorcist? Opens a portal They're, to another dimension. Who knows that weaponize it, whatever you know. <laughs> and, and it's the same thing. You know, Bigfoot. I can't see them trying to weaponize Bigfoot uh, because I I think Bigfoot is a little bit more intelligent and he's not uh, a, a a killing machine like he is in these movies. You know, I think he's he has a mind of his own. You know, he can sit, he has a conscious. Dogman, I think, is different. I can see them weaponizing that big time. I don't think they catch it though. You know what what I mean? Like it's I don't think how they really catch something like that. I mean, but but going back to what you said before about the uh tunnel thing, I remember it reminds me I got I need to get Tom Powell on, but Tom was talking about in Mm -hmm. his book Edges. And I think the maybe the last chapter of the locals about there was all those tunnels out in the Pacific Northwest. And I think that's pretty well founded or whatever, you know, that there were some type of pilings laying on. They've tested this and it comes from so many feet below the earth and all this other stuff. And Tom believed that um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot was some type of, of, of yeah, it was aliens. a worker bee for like the aliens. And so that the ones that you see are just. You know, it's I don't a, know. I'm. It's, it, it's a possible. I, I know. I know, Tom. I mean, back in the '90s, um, when he was doing a lot of his research on finding like Bigfoot nests, I was sending him a bunch of pictures of the stuff we were finding in Ohio. I mean, I found I found this nest that was literally like a, a bald eagle's nest, and it's set on this perch that where it can look down the valley. And what was so unique about this? It was it was so high up, is that it had like a um, a bottle of uh, old bottle Seven Up that was in it. Had a little plastic army man that was in there. It had like little things like it might have collected and set up and that kept in this nest with it. Right. But um, I mean, we had some hair that we got from there. But he, you know, I sent pictures of it to him, and it's like, man, this is the same thing that we're getting. In Alaska, they're like identical to what this stuff's going on. So yeah, I, I can see his point on that the, that these things can be workers. And, and and one thing that I always found kind of fascinating, you, you you get these UFO sightings with Bigfoot, okay? And people, you know, they see the Bigfoot or the UFO first, and then they see the Bigfoot, and they think, you know, Bigfoot is some extraterrestrial. Or something but what's the possibility that you know a bigfoot was abducted like you said to use as a work bee for something you or know dna testing yeah or dna test testing all the different animals of you know the earth or whatever of north exactly America, whatever it happens exactly and, and he could he could be mind controlled just like a human you know i did i i Never felt that there was a connection to UFOs and Bigfoot as a, you know, just a connection there one with the other, other than that, you know, 
he was no more abducted than a human was. And that's the whole reason behind that. Right. Right. So before we, you know, we're going to quickly run out of time here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add this and we're going to talk about this because this Mm -hmm. looks like to me, it's a pretty good, um, it's a pretty good picture here. Mm -hmm. So this was captured in Ohio. Yeah. Um, up there at, um, Oh, give me a second here. Um, where the, where the um, DNR uh, school is? Um, Hocking Hills. Okay, so Hocking Hills. So this is pretty close to where Russ is at, and Russ mm-hmm. does a lot of his research. Yeah, so, Brad and I have been up there together interviewing yeah. witnesses. Yeah, yeah. So, what he did? What he 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 caught this. He had a uh, trail cam set okay. out. Okay. And the, the trail cam is really weird because it was a military issue camera. Uh, it was this big old green thing. And it was something that the military, I've never seen one before. And he, I can't remember where he said he got it, but he set the thing up and um, it, it takes pictures like that. I mean, it was really, it was really neat. And uh, it took this thing, you know, real quick. And if you look, um, at the picture, it's got a wound on its arm. Okay. On the on the back of the arm and the arm, there's a wound there. You can okay. see it real well. <clears throat> but you know, he when he when he took this uh, the picture, he kind of kept it for like a very long time. He really didn't let a whole lot of people, you know, look at it because he, just like any other researcher. He had issues with it and he had positives with it. And okay. he just, he wanted other people's opinion to look at it. Okay. So Richard's got a lot of neat things that's happening to him up in this area. Not just dog man. There's a lot of Bigfoot activity is taken on. There's this other type of cryptid that he's got a really good picture of. Um, this really odd looking that's up there. And he had a lot of, extraterrestrial stuff taken on and this is all up in his cabin that he has um so so what in your opinion what is the odds you know i don't bigfoot's pretty easy to fake because you know you go onto amazon right you order the bigfoot costume you walk funny or you walk in a ghillie suit and you do this now this one this is a little tougher because you would have to have a pretty good mask i would think right and, and the thing of it is, I get a lot of research on werewolf masks. I mean, I have a lot of them. And the reason okay. why I have a lot of them is because this particular reason. Okay. When you get pictures like this, you can sit there and say, okay, this kind of looks like this mask and so, and so sure. forth. Now, the problem with when you look at this picture, okay, and like I said, I believe it's legitimate. I really do because I, I, I dealt with Richard for years and okay, you know, so he, this he, isn't he, just some guy that came no, off the he, street and said, "Hey, I got this." Um, no, he's a he he's he's a disabled veteran. Um, he's very God fearing man. He's very okay. honest, okay. Uh, very polite, um, very educated, okay. and all he wants is answers. He he's not he's not out to make money off of any of this. He okay. wants to know why. He can't have a peaceful weekend at his cabin. 
because of all this crazy stuff that's going on out there. All right. Well, if you ever want us to go, if you ever want us to go with you, we're in that area, so we would definitely. We, we're actually gonna, um, we're actually gonna try and go up there sometime after Halloween this year uh, in November, when um, it's a little bit cooler and the leaves no are starting, leaves. To, yeah. no leaves and things like that. So yeah, I'll keep you guys in touch, and uh, it, yeah. it's you know we're gonna go up there and we're gonna camp out there. Um, you know, for a couple of days. Now this area here where this particular picture was taken is there's a, like a deer path right there. Okay. Right. And it's, it's very tight. Okay. Area. Um, and for this thing to go passing up through there. And to me, it looked like it was dis distress. I mean, because there's definitely a wound on its arm. Okay. Um, but like I said, couple things that you know I, I mentioned to Richard that I had issues with was it didn't have ears there the ears coming down like a you know like a dog and the legs it had a knee okay that yeah, was like my a, like a pair of pants or well it, it had know, this, a bend in the knee but yeah, yeah, I see that but if you look at a type three dog man that is the siding you would get it where it has human legs with a human foot okay all right and hey, let me ask you a question here though quickly so i know you wrote a book about the werewolf as this is when one do you believe that werewolves and the dog man were essentially the same thing it was just people calling it different names yeah it, it's it, when people think of dog man okay i'm trying to think of the best way to say this they, can, they describe it as a werewolf, okay? Something from, like, the Van Helsing movie, Dog Soldiers, things like that, okay? Yeah. Wolfman is what you have at your Lon Chaney 1941 Wolfman-type movie. Sure. Those are different. That's something that transforms from one organism to another. Your werewolf is what you would see, like, like I said, for dog soldiers and things like that. So when people see Dogman, they always refer it as a werewolf. Okay. Because no, a lot of people don't know dog man exists. They don't know the name dog man itself. Even Linda Goffrey <clears throat> even said she don't like the name dog man. I don't like the name dog man. I think man dog would have been a more perfect name well, for it. Bigfooters don't like Bigfoot. Yeah. Right. You know, so we're, we're kind of stuck with it. But but you can't say werewolf because people kind of get confused. Right. They think that's a person that turns into a dog. Or a, oh, a exactly. They get werewolf and wolfman confused. Sure. Okay. Well, um, that hour went by very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Jody, you're really, really interesting. I feel like we could have you on again sometime to, yeah, to talk. I, I could tell uh, Brad was interested today. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean... I'm retired army, so I'm home. So. Hey, we we appreciate your service. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, any any time, you know. Yeah. And if and if you ever, uh, like I said, if you go up there sometime, let us know, Russ. Yeah, I will keep. Come. Like you like said, chicken, we're but. we're planning on going up uh, sometime in November, right? Because, uh, like I said, we want it to be a little bit more cooler when we stay out there and uh, the leaves down, so we have a little bit better view of the field. Sure. And um, yeah, I'll definitely keep you guys if you know. Okay. Going, I mean, heck, we maybe even do a podcast out there 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, from the field. You know, that would be great. Absolutely. Yeah, Rich, Richard, Richard is the type of person that if, if you're going to help him get answers, you're welcome. Well, that's, you know, we, and, we don't and, we don't want to make fun. We want to find we want to find a solution to the right, problem. Right. And like I said, he he's a very honest man. He's not in this for the money. Um, and he doesn't want to make any money. I mean, he's like, I'm willing to give you everything I have, all my research, and let you handle it. I mean, that's the type of person he is. It's like, I don't want it. I mean, this is yours. Right. I'll help you find the answer, but don't give, don't give me every don't give me your life work. You know, right. because, you know, it's just, it's not worth it. Right. Okay. Well, like I said, that was interesting. We're running out of time. So. Okay. Hey, Jody, thank you so much. Uh, I hey, really not a problem. Your time. How, yeah. how, how, how can they get your books? Yeah. Uh, they're on Amazon. Um, okay. Just type in my name. J-O-E-D-Y-C-O. Okay. Yeah. J O E D Y code. Yeah. Um, now some now Amazon, for some reason, they took our DVDs down okay. in which I have no idea why they didn't even notify us. They took down, um, a bunch of my books. You know, I don't know if they weren't selling or not. I, I don't know, but they yeah. just, it, it, it wasn't just with me. It was just with a lot of different authors. They were just, you know, pulling their stuff for no reason. So Okay. Yeah. Big brother. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it was great having you, and I'm sure we'll have you back. All right. And what, Thanks, what was your Jenny. website? What was your website again? www.northamericandogmanproject.com. All righty. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You guys have a good one. All right. Well, that was interesting because, you know, the picture, if if people are listening to it, um, they're not going to get to see it. But it was actually a uh, pretty, pretty interesting picture, I believe. Um, was it on the North American? Yeah, yeah. You can just go to the, his website and it, it will be there. What was um, it? North American Dog Man and Association. Project. Dog Project. Okay. North, North American Dog, Dog Man Project. Just Google North American Dog, Dog Man Project and you can find it. So. Um, I know dog man is one of your favorite topics. Uh, so we're not really going to hit on that too much. Um, you know, in the end, you know, I still believe that it's the battle of good versus evil DNA manipulation that can explain a lot of these things. Yeah, I believe, but you know, that's what I believe is no different than, you know, what you believe or Jody believes. I mean, everybody's not necessarily wrong or right. I mean, we have no way of proving it at this point. Right. Right. I mean, I've heard stories of, you know, aliens, crafts and things like that. And they're saying that these aliens are, you know, 50,000 or 500,000 years ahead of us, you know, technologically to get across the universe. And in order to do that, they can probably do a lot of things. They, yeah. They it's hard to even it. fathom some of that stuff. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, go ahead. Please like video. subscribe. There you go. Uh, um, email us. Uh, Wide open research at gmail.com or West the Bigfoot doc, you know, on, uh, on, um, Twitter and wide open research on Instagram and you have your Facebook page. So easy way to get a hold of us, hit us up with some questions, comments. You want to be a guest. If you think we should have a certain guest on, let yeah, us know. That's a good question. And we'll get them, uh, we'll get them contact. See if we, we can't get them to come out of the woodwork. So. 
Well, we appreciate everybody. It's good to see you, my friend. And uh, until next time, our uh, one-year anniversary is up. And uh, yep. uh, we're still here. Onward. <laughs> oh, we're still, we're still putting them up with us. For, and for some reason, I haven't been able to research, retire yet. So anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. Later. Good to see you. See you. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 